Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the Pro Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. We might for like 30 <laughs> seconds. But uh, today we're going to talk about, I love the opening introduction. I love the name that you put out, the lull before the big game. And that's exactly what this is. But what we're going to do is we're going to discuss a few things that happened this week, uh, including Tom Brady's um, retirement, which I he posted another video today, and then I watched it, and then I cried, and then I watched it again and cried again. I'm not emotionally prepared to even discuss this topic right now, so it's still heavy on my heart. But we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, um, half a second on the Pro Bowl. We're going to talk about some quarterbacks, some stock up, stock down situations with some quarterbacks across the NFL. And of course, we'll end it with our movie corner. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, buddy? You know, it's been such a long, strange week that I actually didn't remember that I wrote that title. I thought you put that in, and I was like, oh, what a clever title. Thank you. It's actually brilliant. So I was like, this is great. I'm going to use this in my opening, guaranteed. You know what I mean? Like, it was no doubt about it. It was going to happen. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's been it's, uh, it's it's really apocalypse it. 2022 here. Uh, yes, we got uh, anywhere between eight and fifteen inches, depending on where you are in the city. And uh, last this morning, uh, no one was above zero. So it's been a, this is day two of uh, our campus being closed and me working at home. Hence my sweater in the basement. Hey, I mean the good thing about it is you get to work from home, right? You know what I mean. That's always a plus. You know. What I'm yeah. Saying? The- the bad thing is I think they get more out of me because last time I'm the one that has to trigger all of our cancellation warnings and stuff. And since the school district here first put out that they were on a two hour delay and I, as soon as they did it, I started noticing the comments on their posts. They were getting eaten alive by the parents. And I was like, they're, they're going to have to move to full closure. 9.45, they moved to full closure. So I had to get back up, get my computer out and I didn't sleep. So I, because I'm old. So I woke up at 5.15 and started working again. Exactly. Yeah, it is, though. I do feel the same way. Just because you're working from home does not mean you work any less. Like, I try to explain that to people sometimes. They don't always understand it. Huh? You probably do more. You don't have those minutes where you go get coffee and end up having to chat Yeah, you don't have people coming and trying to talk to you. You know, you don't have the Monday morning quarterback happening or anything like that. But Enough about our jobs. We talk about those way too much. We're here. But a few of the things, a few big news of the week. We have the Washington Commanders now instead of the football team. I would have rather them stayed with the football team because I think the decision's stupid. Josh McDaniels, head coach of the Raiders. I like it. I'm lukewarm on it right now because I would like to see what he's going to do throughout the offseason. I don't hate McDaniels. I don't mind him getting another opportunity to be a head coach because that's what it is. And then, of course, Brian Flores. I, hey. If any, if there's any, and I do think there's a lot, there's some truth to what he's saying, a lot of truth probably to what he's saying. I hope that he runs to the bank with on the NFL because the NFL is just the NFL. We all know that. But your thoughts on all three things that transpired this week outside of the Brady retirement? So, 
Commanders is a total bummer. I'm with you. Washington football team would have been better. I don't really know what they're going for there. The best thing that I've seen about the Commanders was somebody posted a meme saying, if this guy with a picture of Cobra Commander isn't the new mascot, they've all missed the boat. <laughs> but it's a, it was a weird choice to have taken two years to arrive there. I mean, if you were going to go with some kind of weird military one, I don't know why they didn't go with generals, which was kind of a popular potential option but you know washington football team what are you gonna do the brian flores one is interesting it'll be curious to see how it plays out i had thought he was potentially a top candidate for a couple of these jobs this offseason most notably houston um, because he's been very interested in deshaun watson watson seems interested in him i thought that would be a way for houston to make that work it'll be curious to see what happens i'm not really gonna comment on his case you know we'll we'll have to see that play out but the one thing i think this brings up is something you know i I think we've talked about before i like the idea of the rooney rule and i think it's very important to give uh, people of color and minorities a chance at these jobs that they weren't getting before i'm not sure the nfl is deploying in practice the spirit with which that rule was created um, so if nothing else, I hope that gets a hard look this offseason, um, you know, simply doing token interviews, which is essentially the case being made against the Giants is not a good look. And it's been something that's certainly been a curiosity over the last, not just this offseason, but several offseasons in the hiring process. So I'll be curious to see about that. McDaniels. Um, you probably are okay with it because you never had to suffer through him as a coach, but I'm torn because I'm also uh, not looking for the Raiders to be a great franchise. So that's fine. What is a bummer to me is I have said a couple of times, I thought Rich Bisaccia did a wonderful job and I feel like he got robbed of an opportunity to continue that work. He, I think had earned the right to get to be the guy and the immediate reaction from his players who didn't say seem to tweet anything about McDaniels, but seem to say a lot about how grateful they are for what Rich Bisaccia did seems to signify the same thing. It's not an incredible surprise because it seems like Mark Davis wanted a big splashy name. That's what he's wanted. That's why he got Gruden in the first place. Uh, and this is a big splashy name. You know, McDaniel said he learned a lot from his Denver experience. The one good thing I'm going to say to you, Raiders fans, is you don't have a star-laden talent for a uh, star-laden team for him to dismantle. So you don't have to worry about him coming in and trading all your stars away on offense. Yeah, like I said, um, the thing about it is, is can McDaniel's fail? Sure, absolutely. But I do like the idea of seeing – because he did have some moments where I did think that he had some decent moments in Denver. But ultimately the demise of Josh McDaniels was Josh McDaniels and what he did whenever he came in there. I think he came in with a more arrogant approach to Denver. And I think that this time could be a lot more different because I know they're not giving him the keys to the city the same way Denver decided to. So I do think that's going to help him as well. But I do think that he does build a solid offense. We didn't see a whole lot. I think that his offense is not built for a Mac Jones, in my opinion. And that's why I think that he maybe wanted to kind of get out of New England. Obviously, a head coaching job is more attractive. But I do think that he can improve upon some of the fantasy options that are in uh, in Las Vegas. I was about to say Oakland. In Las Vegas, 
But um, but we'll like they I move said, around every couple of years. They'll get yeah, back exactly eventually. I'm sure they'll be in Los Angeles the week after. I, I don't even know. But um, some quick hits. Uh, Super Bowl. Um, obviously, we did see the Bengals come back and beat the Chiefs. That was an impressive victory, in my opinion. I was not surprised the Rams came back and beat the 49ers just because of the way that Shanahan conservatively, conservatively called his play calling as the game progressed. When you're ahead, you can't get – like he just got way too conservative. And the reason I think the Chiefs lost the game outside of Patrick Mahomes was the play calling. I think the play calling was atrocious. They started that game. They were ripping off six- and seven-yard carries with Jarrett McKinnon at running back. Like, he was torching the Bengals' defense, and then just for some reason they decided to throw the ball. And I understand, I think Chief, the, the problem with the Chiefs is, is, is kind of that same mentality the Seahawks had in the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. We don't want to make Marshawn Lynch the hero. We want to make Russell Wilson the hero type scenario. And I think that they have a – a hero approach with Mahomes when in all honesty, they need to run the ball better, right? The thing about it is, is they don't run the ball good. You didn't draft Clyde Edwards Hilaire to be on the bench during the playoffs the way he has been and, and taking care of, you know, Jarek McKinnon, which don't get me wrong. McKinnon's look great. He looked great in that game, but you got away from the run, even though you're up double digit point, three touchdowns, you're up three scores, and you're not running the ball as much as you should have. Now, don't get me wrong. A credit to the Bengals' defense for stepping up in the second half. But I do think a lot of that has to do with the play calling there. What did you think of that second half? Like, they scored three points in the second half. And I looked at it, and everybody's like, oh, well, the defense played good. Yeah, they did. But they had seven possessions in the second half and only scored three points. It, see, that's what happened to them in the first game um, when they played the Bengals too, the Bengals defense was able to make adjustments and take away what was working and force them into things that weren't working in the second half. And I thought they did that again on Sunday. Um, plus the chiefs did some curious things that end of the first half possession down by the goal line, they got too cute and, worked themselves out of points. I don't know if it was a little bit of arrogance because at some points in that first half, I didn't even know if the Bengals were trying. Um, it was a remarkable comeback, uh, but they, you know, sometimes teams just don't match up well. I thought the two biggest keys to that game were the Bengals defense making adjustments. They did work, uh, you know, when Chiefs did try to run in the second half, they weren't getting that kind of success. They shored up that defense, which is probably what pushed Reed toward his natural tendency, which is to throw. But the biggest thing I thought the Bengals did was their line played a hell of a lot better because in the divisional round, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, got destroyed. I thought facing Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones, that was going to be the biggest thing. They were able to keep him up, and they were able to keep quick, crisp passes. Uh, they didn't have those gaudy numbers, but it was able to keep him up, and they were able to run enough to damage that Chiefs defense to get enough points to win. I thought those were the two big keys. Yeah, which was impressive because even in the second half down three scores – the Bengals were still able to hold Burrow upright, right? Because whenever you're down three scores in the second half of the game, you know it's going to be very pass-heavy, right? So you're going to have to pass the ball a lot. And, and he did a great job. I think he did a great job maneuvering in the pocket too. But the thing about it is, is if you noticed, if you're not getting a whole lot of pressure on him, 
he's really good at escaping the pressure. But if you're in his lap, and that's for any quarterback, right? That's for that's the that's the way to beat any quarterback is to keep hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. We saw it with Brady over the years. We saw it with Manning. You know, you have to keep hitting them. And obviously, I think they really got lucky against the Titans. You know what I mean? Like, it was their inept quarterback play. Uh, any chance to throw a sly at Tannehill here. But it was their inept quarterback play that really kind of, in my opinion, cost them the game. He threw, he threw that interception when he didn't have to. But there's no reason you should sack a quarterback nine times to and, and not win a football game. But the Chiefs did not get that pressure that I think we all thought. Now, it'll be interesting to see what Von Miller and Aaron Donald do because so in my head, and obviously I said the Chiefs, I thought the Chiefs were going to win by double digits. I was wrong, I, and, I, and I'm okay with being wrong. My bets were good, though. My bets look good. I just want to throw that out there. My bets look good. Five and one last week. But with that being said, I really feel like I'm scared this has the, the Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl feel. To, I'm sorry to bring that one up. I, I apologize in advance. But it really has that feel to it, right? Where Was it the Seahawks-Broncos? Am I right with that? So what's the blowout? Which one was the blowout? I mean, that was a blowout, but that was a actually, or maybe the, I don't think that fits these teams. Cause maybe the, the Broncos were like the number one Panthers. defense. They were all Broncos defense. Panthers, maybe. I don't know. And the Broncos, that was the year they had set all the records on offense. I don't think. I'm just thinking of a little, in my head, I guess I'm thinking of more of a lopsided Super Bowl. Like, that's what I'm. Yeah, afraid. that was, that one was lopsided. It was, it was but eight. I agree with you going into it's a little, I thought the narrative was different going into it. Obviously, we have two four seats here. Um, but with that being said, I feel like on the flip side of that, I feel like score wise is what I'm thinking, yeah. not necessarily game script wise. I, I really feel like Donald and Miller and that secondary. Like they can really do some damage on on Burrow if they get to Burrow as fast as the Titans did. This game's going to be long because I'm not sure the the secondary can really hold up against Cup and o, OBJ, which is having he's having a nice little resurgence in this playoff. Um, and I think that he is the X factor for the Rams in this game. I really do. Like Cup is going to Cup, right? You know what I mean? Like. It, it's crazy to me in back-to-back weeks we've seen him get wide open on a defense. And it makes no sense. The best player on that offense is Cooper Cup. And somehow we've seen him manage to come back almost not single-handedly, but he single-handedly has helped the Rams back into a position of victory in two consecutive weeks on his ability to route run and the ability to get away from the defense. And whenever he does catch the ball, they, they, it's impossible to bring the guy. You, you think he's Derrick Henry in this playoff run right now because his his ability to escape the uh, tackles has been really nice. But it's yeah, going to be interesting. I'm going to be curious too. So in the, against the Cardinals, um, I was amazed at what Cam Akers was doing, and he looked really good. He had fumble issues against the Buccaneers. I didn't think he looked very good in the NFC Championship game, and he got banged up. It looks like Darrell Henderson may get activated. I'll be curious to see what their running back rotation is because I think for the Rams, they need to get some decent production to have a little bit of balance to help keep them from falling 
you know, into traps. I, I get what you're saying about their defense. I am worried about the Rams front four if I'm Cincinnati. But the secondary is more of a question to me because Eric Weddle has – it's a nice story, but he hasn't looked great. Maybe Taylor Rapp is back and maybe that helps him. Jalen Ramsey is the one that's been curious to me because especially that Tampa Bay game, you saw him very vocally tell his teammate, you're no longer on Mike Evans, you can't cover him, and promptly get torched for the longest play of the I game. I did love his tweet. <laughs> he has a few plays every game where – I don't know if he's taking a gamble or he just thinks he's got it and doesn't quite have it. Smart Chase, he, he doesn't play. Yeah, and, and they do make a mistake, and that's. I know. do think it's important for the 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 Bengals to establish that run game as well. They need to get the ball, or they need to run because the, the thing about it is, is nobody's playing for ball control, and I've noticed that through this playoffs, it, it's weird to me that that some of these teams that get ahead aren't really taking advantage of the run, and you don't have to get. You don't always have to get five yards per carry. You don't all. You just have to run the ball at least. You know what I mean? Like there were several times, and I think I calculated. I was talking to somebody about it, and I got furious about it because I, I think that's uh, that the second half shoulders the blame on part of uh, like fifty percent the play calling and fifty percent on Mahomes because that there was two those two passes. There should have been three. Don't get me wrong. The Chiefs should have probably won the game because of that. Inter- no, the 49ers, the 49ers game, but the Chiefs. He threw two interceptions. And one of them was just downright brutal, you know. And and he tries to get too, I don't know, he's too fancy too sometimes. You know what I mean? I think Mahomes like to out Mahomes himself sometimes, and that's where he ends up. He's like Brett Favre, except for he's a lot faster. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Favre took chances and paid for it a lot. You know what I mean? That's why he has the most interceptions in NFL history and probably will hold that record until forever probably because I think if – I always joke and say if Favre would have played in modern day – I don't think he would have lasted as long because those inter- like those years of 30 and 35 interceptions or whatever it was would not hold candle right now in the NFL. They just wouldn't. And, and I mean, it just, yeah. So, all right. Uh, Pro Bowl. And do you care? I've never cared. I don't think I've ever cared. No, I, I'm legitimately not going to Sunday. We is a big day uh, for us, which we'll touch on more at the end, but it's also, uh, they have a special thing at work. So I'm going to, probably be at work until uh six eastern and then i'm going to be back here prepping to do my live on air voting the pro bowl is probably still the weakest of all the pro sports all-star games it's hard to to care about that bring back the quarterback club you know, it used to be – I heard Peyton Manning talk about it once. It used to be kind of exciting for them <clears throat> when it took place the week after the Super Bowl because sometimes you'd have those guys that were in the Super Bowl come and, and it could be kind of like a victory lap time. Them sticking it where they have now, you always get it limited, and you can tell players don't care that much about it because a lot of them have pulled out because they're beat up. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's weird to kind of watch. And then, of course, by the time the Pro Bowl happens, no matter when it is, so many people drop. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
Fout, then you know, random quarterbacks are playing quarterback because they, you know, they're ninth alternate yeah. there. And if it was going to be like Brady's last game or something like that, you might tune in for for something like that. But most of the time, the rules are altered, and you don't get the best players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the problem too. All right, so real quick, a few bets that I'm on uh, before um, before next. Uh, week's game. Um, I do like OBJ anytime touchdown plus 130. OBJ over 64 and a half yards, which is minus 110. Rams first half minus one. I, I think these lines are a little bit uh, juicier than I expected. I think that the line, I think as it sits right now is four. I think the game is at four right now, which is still very a toss up in a lot of aspects. Um, it's up to four and a half. It's at four and a half. Um, but with that being said, I'm still 50, 50 on how I feel. I really do feel like, um, I expect the Rams double digit win, but you know, I've been wrong a lot in this playoffs, but the Rams were also my NFC team at the beginning of the year to go to the Super Bowl. I just had them losing to the wrong team. But with that being said, um, that's it. I think that's it. Did we cover everything in the, Oh, quarterbacks. Shit. I forgot about those. Um, all right, so we'll just really – I'm going to name the guys off. You tell me stock up, stock down. We just If you want to have a quick thought of them, that's fine. Uh, Jimmy G. You know, I think he's stock up because he's proven that he's going to be a starter somewhere. Um, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Denver. I think it's one of those three. Jimmy G in Denver, what you've always dreamed. I agree with that. I think it depends on his landing spot and whether or not I feel like he's fantasy relevant. He's going to start no matter what. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody thinks – he did look good against the Rams. He did. Like, of course, at the end of the game, he made a bonehead mistake. You yeah, well, I mean? Aaron Donald was about to end his life. He just trying yeah. to get the ball up. Exactly. So with that being said, uh, Ryan Tannehill, stock up, stock down. I think stock down. It was not a good look the way they lost, and there are a lot of rumblings right now of them courting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I saw they bought some property here in, in Tennessee. The crazy thing about it is it's it's going to be a cap disaster one way or another because, I mean. The, I, the cap's a myth, as we've seen. It really is. But the, the, the dead money is what I'm really, like, there's a lot of dead money involved with this contract. He's, like, owed, like, six, it's like $67 million or some shit like that. So Well, I think they'll be able to ship Tannehill somewhere, which would kind of offset some of the dead cap. I just, I think that that. Two years ago, it seemed like he had researched his career and it was a magical run for it was a lie. Tennessee. It was but a lie. We've seen as we went along. Yes. I should have I should have picked Brady. I'm just gonna throw that out well, there. Well, and I think Tennessee is to the point where they've gone as far as they're gonna they're gonna go with Tannehill, and I would not be surprised to see them make some kind of move. I I I don't think Tannehill goes anywhere. I think that I honestly feel like this is gonna be another year of him and 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 uh Henry. Henry together again. And I just, I just don't know how I feel about it. Um, Teddy Bridgewater stock up, stock down. I think he's stocked down. We saw a career year from him and most people have kind of sloughed it off. He might go somewhere as a bridge quarterback. Um, he might, if Denver decides to take a rookie quarterback, they may keep him as a bridge quarterback, but for fantasy purposes, you should be selling. Yeah, I agree as well. I think that I do think I think he might end up in Washington. That's one place I think that wouldn't be surprised to see him land as a bridge there for somebody because we know Kyle Allen or 
Wade, whatever, I don't, whatever the other guy. Or back in Patrick. New Orleans. Yeah, or yeah, or what well, depend? I think the quarterback landing spot for New Orleans is going to be interesting because it's going to depend on who their quarterback is too. I think uh, Trey Lance, I through the moon, through the moon. I would sell if I could. I do not believe he's going to be a good prospect. I think that they think they're dumping Alex Smith for Patrick Mahomes, and I think they're dumping Alex Smith for Paxton Lynch. <laughs> I like Lance his opportunity to play, and I think that he has ability. I, I was skeptical of him coming out. I just think that he's going to have the, every opportunity over the next two or three years to really have that job. And and it's and obviously, I think as he goes, is as Shanahan's going to go as well. I really feel that way too. Which could know, be a big honest. They could both be out in twenty twenty three. I think Shanahan might have bought himself just a little bit more time, and it depends on what they do. If they go four and twelve or whatever, four and thirteen, whatever the magic number of seventeen is now, if they do have a terrible season, I could agree with you hundred percent. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Kirk Cousins. So when they fired Zimmer, I thought it was a little bit of stock up because it seemed like there was shaping to be a conflict between him and Zimmer, and one of them was going to go. And it seemed like when Zimmer went that he kind of won that. But there are a lot of rumblings that they're looking to dump him. And honestly, he's fine, but he's not going to win you anything. My my biggest nightmare is that that cap fucking disaster gets shipped to Denver. And that's the thing – the thing about it is, is where he's at now, he has weapons. Like, he produces. He's just not an every week producer, and that's the problem. Like, And that's been a, that's the thing with a lot of the issues that I've had with the quarterback position and the tight end position in fantasy. You have guys that are in the top 12 based solely on three or four weeks that they had where they were really, really good. And that's the stranglehold that these positions put on you because then you start to overvalue them because – Oh, well, look, Kirk Cousins was a top 12 quarterback again. Well, then, yeah, but what about the five weeks that he had six points or five? You know, he didn't help you win those games. And I'm just throwing out numbers in my head right now. I'm not, those aren't accurate numbers. They might not be, but it's just, there's not a lot of consistently weekly quarterbacks that are going to get you those points. And I think that now more than ever, is it's not a bad option to have two quarterbacks on your roster. If you're not, especially if you're only in a one quarterback league. Um, two quarterback leagues, I think you're just screwed. You know what I mean? I, I really, unless you're drafting. You, know, you need to have five. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the guy in two quarterback leagues that draft like three or four quarterbacks in the first couple of rounds. And everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, wait till round 12 and you're drafting, you know, Mason Rudolph. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah. you never know with high profile injuries and stuff, too. That's a segue, by the way. Mason Rudolph. He's probably stock up. It sounded like they were going to keep Haskins, who's a restricted free agent. Rudolph's under contract. They are not typically the franchise to go out and get somebody, whereas I, you know, if they were inclined to go get like a Jimmy G, I think that would be better for them. I actually think they're probably going to take a quarterback in the second or third round and not even do a first round, and Mason Rudolph's going to end up the nominal starter there. We've, we've seen Pittsburgh. That's terrible. 
Well, it's brutal if you have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I mean, Najee could be fine. They really do need to improve the offensive line. I don't honestly know if any quarterback can thrive there with the line they have. But with Rudolph being one year left, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a one-year tender on Haskins, try to roll the dice, maybe get a Desmond Ritter or something in the second round and see what they've got and see what they can do. Matt Ryan. Ryan actually might be a little bit stock up. Um, I, you know, I don't think they're going to move him for tons of cap reasons. It's interesting. They look like they're about to move Ridley. So something must have broken down there. I actually think there's a decent chance they take a receiver high, even though they have other needs. I think Ryan's been okay. And don't look now, but he's probably the best quarterback in his division currently. And that's, that's not, because Brady retired. And that's not saying much. Um, yeah, I, I, I but think Atlanta was on the cusp of being in the playoffs, even with what they had to work with. A couple of additions we've seen. He's not totally washed. He was he made Russell, you know, he made do with Russell Gage and bringing Kyle Pitts along and not really having much of a running game. Yeah, but down the stretch, he just was not that great. You know what I mean? He wasn't. And that's the, that's the big thing. I mean, look at this. One, two, three, four. He had four touchdown passes in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, last nine weeks of the season. And obviously, again, that could be a lot of the testament to what the weapons they had there. I do think Cordell Patterson's gone, and I do think that's going to hinder their offense. I don't think he comes back because I don't really think – I think somebody's going to throw ridiculous numbers at Cordell Patterson, which good for him, but – He's not going to be able to replicate the year that he had. I'm sorry. I don't feel like he's going to. It's just, you know, the where we're looking at the quarterback landscape right now, if you it's were trying good. to protect yourself and with guaranteed QB1s and QB2s, I feel like Ryan probably is a mid to low end QB2, but I feel pretty solid that as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's starting 17 games. For yeah, the that's, a, that's the big thing. You're right there. On the flip side of that, that is the 1,000% what to look at. Aaron Rodgers holding uh, me personally. I just want to touch on this. I don't really know. I'm going to hold pattern. If you could trade him and somebody's willing to give you something of value for him, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers retired. Like it wouldn't surprise me. Now, do I think he does? I don't, I think it's 50 50. Like I really genuinely do. Now, part of me feels like he might wait because if he, if he retires now, you're talking about a 2027, is it class? Of where Tim, Brady, Ben, like that'd be a hell of, and then of course Gronk, I think Gronk's retiring. I really do. He's done. I think he's done none, but I think he might wait a year just to get it. Cause he is an arrogant son of a bitch. I'm sorry. He is. So I feel like he's, and he's going to be a hall of famer. You know what I mean? He is, but I feel like he's the type of guy that's like a see me, 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 me type thing. And the year that he would go in would not be about him at all. Like it would be a hundred percent about Brady. So I'm holding – I don't think he plays another down in Green Bay. Yeah, I think he's done in Green Bay. I'm with you. It's probably about 50-50 um, for me because I think he's honestly done with the NFL a little bit. Uh, I think he's been frustrated. You know, We've heard some of that frustration going through um, – it depends on his offers. You know, the Green Bay wants a ton 
to release him. It sounds like he only wanted to go somewhere if he could go with the Adams. I don't even know if Tennessee can make that work, you know. It would be interesting to see if they could. Like, they have – they would have to really fluctuate a lot of cap. I've looked at the numbers. Tennessee would have to do a lot. They'd have to cut a lot in order to receive both of those contracts in. There's not a lot of teams. I wouldn't be surprised to see – like, it would be interesting to see if – but I saw somebody say something about him going to Tampa. That would be intriguing. Um, There's a lot of different options for him. I just don't really care to really dive in until I see where he goes or if he does or doesn't go. Because if you're trading for him now, you run the risk of him retiring and just saying, screw the NFL, because his afterlife outside the NFL is going to be massive for him. It really is. It doesn't matter what you say. I mean, look at some of the the public speaking figures of of today. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. So with that that transition, we're going to move on to our um, movie corner. So thank you those tune in and who continue to stay to listen to the rest of the show. We thank you as well. But a few things this Sunday, um, the big North American Film Critic Association, something that Matthew Fox and I and Amanda uh, found it together. And it's running their big award show. We're running our big award show on Sunday live. Uh, we're trying to do something a little bit different. We're having everybody vote for their nominees, for their vic- the person they want to win each category live on the air. It's going to be a lot of fun, 8 p.m. Eastern on this very same YouTube channel. Or if you get on, go on Google and, and our YouTube and search just the Music City Drive and you'll find it under that branch. I'm excited for the show. And then, of course, this weekend we got a couple good movies – or a couple – I don't want to say good. A couple of movies releasing. I really like Jackass. Speaking of Jackass, Jalen Ramsey's in it. That was funny. Um, it was funny to see him. I, I didn't really mean to correlate Jackass and Jalen Ramsey in the same sentence, but here we are. Um, but with that being said, Jackass releases. And then of course we have Moonfall, which I know you are going to see this weekend, correct? Yes. Big, uh, date night tomorrow night. Hopefully the deep freeze has somewhat thawed out. My wife and I already have our, uh, XD tickets and we pre-bought all of our, we're having a movie theater dinner. They're going to bring us pizza and popcorn and candy and drinks to our seats, uh, which is one of the features I love. I am a big Roland Emmerich, um, fan not because he makes incredibly quality films but i love disaster films um you you i and jenna um put out our favorite and least favorite disaster films i didn't go with his but if you go back and look at my binge watch archive i actually did a roland emmerich uh binge watch archive uh picking his movies once um i loved independence day day after tomorrow uh 2012 has its moments so moonfall is right up my alley yeah, I'm. I'm. I was going. I don't know if I'm going to see it now. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think my wife wants to go see Jackass instead, so we're going to go catch that in theaters. So I might try to fit it in there. Speaking of which, make sure to check out the newly founded Bananameter.com. Um, I've got segues on segues here, Matthew. I figured you'd be slightly impressed with what my work today. You know what I mean? I've done some pretty good segues here. Well, you did have like that month off to prepare. Ouch, that hurts my soul a little bit. But with that being said, make sure to check out the Banometer. It's 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 an alternative. It's fun with, with I think, underrepresented, a lot of underrepresented voices in the world of film talking about films that they're going bananas for. Does it sound crazy? Yes, it is. Is it crazy? Yes, it is. But is it fun? Absolutely. We put up our initial reaction. We had, I think, 14, 13 or 14 critics go up on their initial reaction of Jackass. On Sunday, I will be dropping two articles, uh, the official rating, of both Moonfall and Jackass Forever will be going up. Right now, as it sits, Jackass was sitting at 78%, which is pretty good. 
the ripe status on the banana meter. So it'll be interesting to see what it does. I know I saw about five or 10 more people add their rating to it. I just haven't been able to calculate it. But make sure to check out the bananameter.com. Check out the Music City Drive-In for all the latest stuff from Matthew Fox and I. We've got a lot of content going up each and every day, including that disaster piece that we both talked about. Next week, Matthew Fox and I will be breaking down the Super Bowl. And then Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to be doing a special show. Uh, Clarkson and I, I think, are going to be able to do a show Sunday morning talking about some bets. We have a few guests lining up. Um which will be interesting because a lot of the show, if you don't miss the if you miss the live, all the bets that I talk about Friday or Thursday or Friday, whenever we do the happy hour show, probably the same bets on that show. So if you can't listen to one, listen to the other. But if you listen to the fantasy football happy hour, that'll make us very happy. Fox, I think that's all I've got. I'm going, I'm off to see the death on the Nile tonight. So yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, I'm taking my wife, my wife's Next week, she wants to see that, but she's incredibly pumped for Marry Me, which is why I did next week's binge watch is Jennifer Lopez films. Yeah, but you can watch that one. Today, today, as you're speaking of segues on segues, in honor of Death on the Nile, binge watch, which comes out this afternoon, is uh, Kenneth Branagh directed films since he directed that one. Uh, but I think I, I will end up seeing... Um, jackass on saturday because you and i are both in that banana meter i'm committed to making all of them work the biggest one though which we've got to mention is sunday night this sunday night don't watch the pro bowl fuck the pro bowl you can come watch us and all of the crew at the north american film critics association on air vote for our year-end awards yeah, and when you do that, you'll hear us talking about how great Zack Snyder's Justice uh, Justice League cut is. Because now Zack Snyder is a big fan of the North American Film Critic Group, if you didn't already know. You can watch me vote for Mass in 20 categories and shed a tear every time it loses. Hey, but at least BAFTA nominated and out. So that's a plus. So maybe that's a precursor for Tuesday. And then Tuesday, coming. I'm ready to break something. So it's going to be cool. If you want to watch me live break something, you'll probably be able to see me at some point, sometime on on Tuesday, breaking something while I'm at work, more than likely because I'm in the office next week. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out all the things that we said in the last 36 minutes because it was a lot. We like to give you so much information. And then next week, Make sure to tune in to the special Super Bowl edition when Fox and I break down the Super Bowl and I give you way too many bets to bet way too much money. But you know what? When you have a record like I do, you, you follow the dollar signs, guys. You follow the dollar signs. Even better than that, you're going to shout out all the props and you're going to have me, who is not a great gambler, telling you. Exactly. And then Matthew it. Fox is going to be like, no, you're an idiot. But then I'm going to be like, do you remember that Raiders game? And that's all I'm going to say to him. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.